All right. We're going to talk about Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Dr. Fauci, and how it all comes together today on the Chuck Dever Program. The Chuck Dever Podcast. All right. I think we're on. I hope this thing is recording. Anyway, welcome to episode one of the Chuck Dever podcast. I'm just going to go and discuss a couple of things today. We're just going to take a look at what's going on out there. Okay, so it was just this past Friday was Black Friday. What that means for people outside of the United States is we go shopping. We shop all over the place. We go a little crazy with it. You probably have seen the videos of people just wreaking havoc in stores, whether it's old ladies, young people, everyone fighting over TVs, dolls, what have you. It's become quite a cultural phenomenon. But this year, that's 2020, a wrench has been thrown in the works and people were not able to do that in the same verver as uh, they have in the past. So, the numbers are down quite a bit. Shopping in stores craters 52% during pandemic as e-commerce sales surge. What does this mean? Well, let's take a look. Traffic fell by 52% compared with last year, according to preliminary data from Sensormatic Solutions. So if I quote anything, any kind of data, that's probably going to be the source. So if you want to check that, you can check that. The idea here is, though, traffic is down, which means people aren't going out. Why? Because they don't want to wear masks out in stores with bunches of people all hoarding together, trying to get those great deals, which I guess aren't as great as they used to be. It's a crazy time to be alive, that's for sure. When you see people in cars by themselves wearing masks, you know things aren't quite right. You know things are a little askew. So, anyway, you know who did make out was Amazon, Target, Walmart, all the online big box stores. The stores that actually uh, stayed open. Mom and pop shops, well, you're on your own. If you weren't shut down... Before, you will be soon, because it does look like a Biden presidency's on the horizon. And what do you think that means, folks? You voted for it, that's right. Four to six weeks, apparently, from his advisors, saying to shut down. Complete nationwide. Makes no sense, but they claim it follows the science. So, anyway, 
Let's take a look a little deeper here. On Thanksgiving Day, when many retailers, including Walmart and Tar Target, closed their stores this year due to the pandemic, traffic dropped 94.9% year-over-year, according to the firm. Week-to-date, traffic is down 45%. It looked more like a typical Saturday after a Black Friday than a Black Friday. So, Oh, and by the way, Black Friday... I'm surprised that's gotten by the censors and escaped this social justice warrior tribe. It uh, actually means when the businesses generally are in the red throughout the year, this is the day that they come out of the red. So, there's that. So, yeah, it looks like the this is the largest cyber sale day in the year since Cyber Monday of last year. 10 to 12 billion dollars, which is a growth of 15 to 35 percent, which is great if you're Jeff Bezos. That's really great news. All those little shops that closed, well, you gotta just suck it up. No place for you to go. It's it's really sad times, man. I, I mean, it, it's uh, absolutely amazing what's happened here. The transfer of wealth that's gone from one end of the spectrum to the other, all from the bottom up. It's, I shouldn't have to be the one calling this out. I really shouldn't. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty far on the conservative spectrum. It's like, it's me, Rush Limbaugh, Mark Levin. And I mean, that's pretty much where I planted myself. And if I'm calling it out, you know something's not right. But yeah, the leftists, they, they love this... Uh, this lockdown. They really love it, and they're just, they're eating this up. And for some reason, all those talking points that they used to make, that's out the window now. That's just completely, uh, yeah, we don't have to worry about that anymore, guys. Apparently, now the people who run things are just doing a great bang-up job while everyone loses their job. All right, so I'm going to take a break from this segment. All right, we're back. Oh, well. One thing that's amazing to me, though, is the fact that everybody on Thanksgiving Day were, uh, were unable to really go and see their own families. And they, they totally just were all right with it. I can't believe that. I mean, there's some people saying that, it's, uh, that it was okay, that it wasn't a thing. And, I mean, they wear, like I said, there's some people just wearing masks while they walk alone in the park. And you see them, and you're just like, oh, why... Why is this happening? But it's that's the thing that's the most amazing thing to me is that I'm having grown up in America, New York specifically. I uh, never expected people to just give up their, what's I mean, obvious rights and just go along with the program. They don't want to cause any problem, cause any stir, and they they just subscribe to whatever they're told without even thinking about it. It's not even a consideration. You know, it's like if you bring up, like. Uh, I don't know, just wearing the mask, as a, is, is it really effective? Then they'll freak out. They just freak out on you, and it's just an amazing thing to see. I mean, people who are just so brainwashed, I can only say. I mean, that's the only thing it is. It's, it's not about following science, which is what we were told in the beginning, which was two weeks to slow the spread. Slow the spread. Not stop the spread. Slow it. Now, they told us what, I mean, the original plan was, and obviously that's gone on a little bit too long. It's kind of morphed into a whole new idea here, obviously. 
And yeah, people just gave up. They just go along with it. Not everyone, obviously. I mean, there's half the country who probably didn't want to go with this. Those would probably be Trump voters. That's why the Biden voters hate Trump voters so much. They just won't do what they're told. Funny thing, Dr. Fauci, the head of the handling of this COVID-19 China virus pandemic, he's the one who is the one who's telling us what we should and shouldn't do. And he does that. He, he actually says that it's a good, that this country was founded in freedom and liberty, and that was all well and good. But now we should just do what we're told. Okay, well, that's not going to happen. And I mean, it's never going to happen. That's the whole basis of this country was not doing what you're told. If we did what we were told, we would still be Britain. We would be colonies over here just shipping over our goods, shipping over their goods without tax and without any representation. So that's not going to happen, Dr. Fauci, or anyone else who tries to imp implement that. But it will happen in certain locales where Biden did well. These are the blue areas where it's better to just do what you're told, apparently. This is what they do. And evidence be damned. There's nothing there that's going to convince anyone of anything other than what they're told by their politicians and by doctors who are approved by those politicians. Funny that uh, when Dr. Fauci said, don't wear a mask, that was, uh, that was totally taken at face value. People said, no, that's crazy to wear a mask. Okay, I'll go along with that. One month fast forward, and here we are. We're all mandated to wear masks as if that's the godsend. And the evidence does not suggest necessarily that it does anything. Statistically insignificant was the word used in the Denmark study on this that was reported on by the New York Times. I think it's important to source some of these things just so that people have some context to see that it's not me just blowing smoke. The evidence, not in. But statistically insignificant means essentially not really doing anything. So, there's that. Science. <laughs> All right. Going. Every three, year, three or four years previous, it's always been... Um, You'd eat, you'd get ready, and then at about 10 o'clock at night, people would rush the stores or just leave on Thanksgiving now. Now it seems to be that that was the push last year, as far as I could tell. Now, I don't shop. I, I don't like shopping. When I shop, I'm in, I'm out, I'm a hunter-gatherer. I just go, and I grab it and get out of there. But a lot of people look at this as like an Olympic sport. It's an event, man. And everybody's racing to get their thing. So they're waiting at the doors when the doors open. And they swarm that poor little greeter. <laughs> Sometimes they knock them down. And I'm sure people have seen the footage. <laughs> it would be funny if it wasn't so sad. People just don't know how to celebrate anymore. They don't know how to celebrate a holiday. They don't actually get the point of it. So, anyway... 
that's where we are with that. So, my final breakdown is, you just, come on people, stop following what you're told, just because you're told it. Read. Alright, that's it for now. Well, alright, here we are, okay? It's November 29th, 2020. We're going to be talking about assisted suicide, euthanasia, as it's called. This is the Chuck Dever Podcast. All right. Well, here we are. This is quite a story that just came up that I found out about. It actually happened on the 24th, apparently, it was reported on. It's uh, sad. It's really sad. Tragic, really. It's something that you'd never want to read about, and you never probably thought you would, probably about 20 years ago. But... Jack Kevorkian ushered into a new future of euthanasia as an option. I can't help but think that this is completely contradictory to anything that would be health-related. Because it's not about health, obviously. Quality of life? Well, I'm going to have to disagree there, too, because your quality of life degrades to zero when you're dead. Not a good thing. Not a good proposition by any stretch. The, um, I gotta say, I mean, I'm amazed that it's gotten this far, but here, here's the story. People express, well, it says campaigners express concern after elderly Canadian woman chooses euthanasia to avoid the COVID lockdown. What that means is she's already gone through the lockdown. She didn't like the lockdown. And now, well, she's an elderly woman. She's not young, 90 years old. But uh, I still, I, I don't understand why you wouldn't take the gamble. You know, maybe you're not going to be locked down. And what, if you don't like the lockdown, just don't do the lockdown. Go outside. Do what you normally do. This is, what are they going to do? Are they going to arrest a 90-year-old woman? Well, maybe. I mean, we're getting to crazy times. But you know what? In my mind, risk it. Do it. No one is in a better position than a 90-year-old woman to make a statement such as, don't lock down. Because you're afraid of getting sick? Well, it's better to die. I don't see it. Listen. In the interests of full disclosure, I am a practicing Catholic. So, take that as it is. I mean, it's... uh, Not that I'm embarrassed by it, it's just, I mean, we have a philosophy, as Catholics, that life matters, and life is good, and it's not ours to take, really, in this context especially. Unless you're defending someone else's life or your own, then you should not take any human life. Well, it's amazing to me that this can happen. We have doctors who agreed. This is... The worst part is, it's not in some strange third world country, or it's not in Iceland where they go and 
normally just annihilate little pre-born children because they have a birth defect. I mean, there's some places where you'd kind of expect this to happen because it seems like that's the culture and how they just make it more efficient. Efficiency should not be the goal here. Ah, well, here we are. We're eliminating suffering by eliminating the sufferer. We're killing people so they don't have to feel bad. Wow. We've really gone off the deep end on this one, and I, I can't even imagine how the family would go along with this. I mean, she was not disabled, she was not chronically ill or dying. Okay, so let's just go to the story a little bit more. It's supposed to be limited, the legislation is supposed to be limited to the mentally terminally ill. However, last year a court struck down the requirement that a person be terminally ill before they qualify for euthanasia. This, my friends, is the slippery slope. Everyone says, oh, don't, you know, it's a slippery slope. That's just an argument to get out of doing, doing what we want to do. You know, There's, there is no slippery slope. No one would want to do that. This is it, right here. What you're seeing is the slippery slope. It's insane. I mean, anyone who would think 20, 30 years ago that someone who is perfectly of good health can just go and ask a doctor to kill them, and they do it. They do it. Physically healthy, but struggled with depression. So now if you're depressed, well, there you go. Okay, now you've got your out. Just go to Canada. Canada, of all places. Well, hey, you want to kill yourself, eh? Yeah, I guess so. Good stuff there. Canadian parliamentarians are still debating how far any change should be made with Bill C-7 which could be extending euthanasia to disabled people and even those with mental health problems. Well, there you go. So if you're not feeling so good, well, just keep that doctor at bay, man. Don't let him get too close to you if he has a needle, because you're done for, my friend. Unreal. In Canada, we have seen the rapid increase in the number of people being euthanized and expansion ahead of legislative changes of those who are having their lives ended. This was done before the court struck down the legal safeguard that limited euthanasia to the terminally ill. In the case of Alan Nichols. Amazing. I don't know. I, I mean, it just seems so barbaric to me. You know, everyone should value life the quality of life is the life. Everyone suffers all the time to varying degrees. I'm not saying everyone will want to stay and exist. And there's going to be people who are mentally compromised. But I can't help but see how this is a dangerous, dangerous road where the elderly don't want their families to go through the suffering with them, so they'll end it. This is a terrible way of thinking. It just isn't good in any capacity. When you see yourself as being a strain on other people, 
when you see yourself degrading and needing and relying entirely for your being on other people as and you see it as them suffering for you well most good people don't want to do that unfortunately life is give and take and unfortunately people good people are going to not want to take that so they'll say it's heroic they'll say their quality of life is diminished which may be i'm sure it is it's not as good as it was i can tell you right now i'm not as young as i used to be i used to not have aches and pains i have them now now it's no way to compare what i'm going through to a 90 year old woman who's facing a uh, another lockdown and all the mental anguish that provides but i can tell you that even still being alive is better at least try fight don't stop we're all in this together man and i mean that well people have lost god in their lives and i think this is the direct result of it this is what happens when people make life subjective a subjective value it's not it's the most important thing well we're going to see a lot more of this and i've got even another story here it goes a little uh see one thing it doesn't say in this particular story which i'm reading from the independent catholic news is that i've actually read in another article that the family and friends close friends were with her as she did this singing songs and i don't know clapping i i honestly don't know what do you do when you're watching someone die in front of you and you're allow you're allowing it to happen you're not only now listen there's i'm not going to put my ideas of what their motivations might be maybe they've got money in this i don't know i mean maybe not maybe they want to just make her happy but killing her is not making her happy it's just ending her and you should try maybe a little harder to make her see sense i got to say people need to find religion man they do because this we're running right off the cliff with the lemmings and it's going to continue once you made life a subjective value on both ends of the spectrum that's the thing you've got the young preborn and you've got the elderly who are well lived here we are though and now we've got the elderly just offing themselves because of something that's might or might not happen they might not even have another lockdown and here we are with this woman suffering and dying sad really really sad okay enough with that one the next one the next story is when assisted dying means you have to go before you're ready that's the article headline from the guardian this was reported on back in march okay so i guess she's been gone a while i just wanted to get another story to put a little more context into this whole thing because this is all 
a relatively new field, and it seems like we're going to go down the road of euthanasia full force, man. We're just jumping onto that water slide, sliding right down into whatever pit it drops us in. But, okay. This woman, Layla Bell. Lila Bell? I don't want to get it wrong. We'll say Lila. I could be wrong. She had... She had been diagnosed with Alzheimer's. She decided to end her own life. Now, one of the rules, according to this in Vancouver, is that she had to be competent to make the choice at the time of the euthanasia. This apparently upset her because she wanted to live longer, and she could live longer, but she had to die now. Otherwise, she risked losing her chance to Die with dignity. Dying with dignity. Uh, I guess that means just pulling the... Uh, hitting the button. I don't know. I, I Dying with dignity? Look, we all die. I would say dying with dignity is facing every last breath that you have with the strength and will to do it. Dignity is that. It is a virtue. Dignity is not saying, I don't like this, I don't want to do it, so I'm going to do it my way. That's not it. You're just, you're co-opting God. You're co-opting your own nature, your own being. You don't want to talk about the God aspect of it, that's fine. It is inherently against your own interests to die this way. Existence is something that should be preserved, obviously. Okay, but she had to die before she became sicker. So, she thought this was wrong, so she wants to, so that you can plan ahead for your death. Like, she already had planned it. But she wants to plan even further ahead, so that she can't go and offer consent at the very end. Because she wouldn't obviously be aware. Because the Alzheimer's is a terrible, terrible disease. It's sad and tragic. And it tears you down physically and mentally. Spiritually, I'm not so sure, but I don't think so. Either way, she didn't want to put her family through the suffering. Obviously. No one wants that. It's horrific to have to face this sort of thing. This is the sort of thing that people do need to face, though. Do your best for every breathing moment. You're going to end. That's the thing. The thing I take from all of this. We're all going to end. There's no question about it. The question is, are you going to face each day the same with that strength to do it? Or are you going to cower and say, I don't want to do it anymore? That is a weak proposition, unfortunately. I understand it, logically, but not good. Well... She's gone. She left us too. But I think that's all we're going to talk about for right now. I feel a little down, i got to say. But we'll catch up on this tomorrow at the same time, 8 a.m. Talk to you soon.